Howdy. It's Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. We got a barn burner for you today. I'm going to have to go faster than I've ever gone to get to all the stories and to tell you who I'm voting for, what I'm voting for, and why, because so many people ask. I've got a flurry and a flood of questions on this. So I'm going to do the best I can. Listen here. I want you to watch and listen to this to the very end. If you don't watch and listen to this to the very end, you're not really going to understand why I'm coming from the direction that I'm coming from. So it's important that you tune in all the way to the end, at least of this first segment. It's going to be a little longer than it normally is. We have got stories. We've got stories about people growing a backbone in Tennessee, fighting against a lot of this nonsense. We've got stories about taxpayer abuse. We're going to talk about uh, how I'm voting, why I'm voting that way. And if you would, leave your comments in the comment section. Tell me where you're watching from. I don't care who, like right now, I'm speaking to you and you're not typing into the comment section where you're from. That hurts us. Hurts us on the exposure of this content. So we need our conservative patriots, even if you watch this after the fact, to leave your comments. It helps the message travel further. Okay, we're going to move quick. So the first thing that I need to, to cover, and I, if you're on our newsletter list, you knew about this earlier, is who I'm voting for. And <clears throat> first, I want to tell you that four years ago, I voted for Bill Lee because he made me 10 promises. Denise, thank you for watching from Murfreesboro. We got Jason from Clark Range. Thank you. Bill Lee made me 10 uh, promises, campaign promises, and he called them the 10 for 10. Okay. And I'm going to read those promises that Bill Lee made, and I'm going to just ask you in your mind, you're, you're, you keep up. If you're not a low-information voter, if you subscribe to the Tennessee Conservative, I want you to tell me, did he keep his promises or did he break them? Here we go. First promise, to foster an environment where jobs continue to grow. During the pandemic, in my opinion, Bill Lee shut down small businesses through his restrictions, or he allowed runaway city or county mayors to do it unelected health boards, etc. But the big box retailers, the big corporations, got to stay open. And after the pandemic, did you know that small business closures hit 24.4% in Tennessee? Well, that's not something he's going to post on his Facebook page now, is it? Next promise. Rethink public education with major vocational reforms, rural school choice, and civics education. I don't have any rural school choice. I have zero school choice, and it's highly likely that you have zero school choice. Only 350 families out of almost a million students in Tennessee have school choice. Academic achievement is pathetic right now. We're seeing some of the largest learning losses because of the cowardice of the GOP in getting people out of schools, kids out of schools that weren't even at risk. Weren't at risk, but now they're at risk because only a third of them can read at approaching grade level. And in addition, mastery in all subject levels is in the single digits. I don't know. That, that doesn't sound like a, a, a promise that was kept. Stand up for rural Tennessee by expanding economic opportunity and winning the war on opioids. I don't know that we've won any war on opioids. Other than a lot of corporate welfare, which got Leah D. from the Cato Institute for his billion-dollar giveaways to woke millionaires and billionaires, which the legislature went along with, I've only seen those in types of investments in rural areas. Maybe I'm wrong. Problem, promise number four. Get tough on the state budget by making government smaller and more efficient. He expanded the budget by 21%. I, that's not smaller, is it? 
Seems like a broken promise. Number four, ensure new voices in Nashville by passing term limits. This is his promise. And challenging the influence culture of insiders. No term limits were introduced in the General Assembly or by the governor. And it's more for insiders than it's ever been up there. Corporate lobbyists spend $450,000 per member lobbying, and it works. They've got into your pockets for billions in giveaways. Create a new office of faith-based and community initiatives. <laughs> Created. That's one promise he kept. I don't know if it's done anything. Somebody can email me and let me know. Number six, create, uh, number seven rather, make government more accessible, open, and accountable to taxpayers. Let me ask you, is there going to be any accountability? Is there going to be any accountability for all these millions and billions that have been given to woke corporations at your expense? If they don't deliver, will they, get, will they have to give the money back? Hell no. Oracle, which we gave a whole bunch of money to, Recently, we reported in the Tennessee Conservative, they're laying off all kinds of jobs in Tennessee. Well, that money that we handed to them, that big, huge, woke corporation, that we handed to them was based upon the promise of keeping jobs in Tennessee. Well, now they're laying everybody off. Do we get the money back? Might be a cold day and you know where. Number nine, protect and defend the culture of life. I don't think that Bill has been bad on this. I think, I think his stance on pro-life issues has been pretty good. There's two promises kept out of ten. Here's the biggest one he broke. Well, there's two big ones he broke. And, they, and he didn't just broke them. I mean, he, like, he broke the promise, stomped on the promise, put the promise in a blender, did the exact opposite of the promise. Defend our constitutional liberties without compromise. During the pandemic, he threw our liberties in the garbage. And the legislature let him. The legislature wouldn't even stand up for their own constitutional responsibilities as a separate branch of the government. Would not strip the governor of his emergency powers, which was supposed to be for an emergency like a tornado, flood. He abused his executive privileges. He called Christians that wanted to gather together and worship around the holidays selfish. He harassed and humiliated tons of Tennesseans. Let's wear this thing on our face. It's really going to help prevent the spread. Untrue. Let's take this medical, let's take this medical, forced medical procedure. We all know what it is, and it's going to stop the transmission. Not true. And spent millions of dollars peddling these lies. And we know now from the research that the lockdowns didn't do anything. And I know everybody else was jumping off the bridge, and I know that Bill Lee jumped off the bridge with him, but guess what? That's not leadership. My church was closed. My gym was closed. I'm sorry. If you want to test a man's convictions, put him in a crisis to defend our constitutional liberties without compromise. All I've seen from Lee is exactly compromise. And then here's another one. This is the final one. Enforce the rule of law on immigration. These are his promises, not mine. He approved, the governor approved, even against the rhino leadership's opposition, although it was very tacit, they could have actually stopped it, but they didn't, an illegal immigration center that was put five minutes from my house and my work in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where kids were molested and lost, and if we hadn't broke the story on it, and if the press hadn't got caught wind of it, just like this crap at Vanderbilt, it'd still be going on now. He voted to give illegals 
professional licenses. And he has not supported turning off any of the magnets in education, workforce, and, and wouldn't even vote in support and push for banning the transportation into our state. It's just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Now, a lot of people have asked me, why didn't I say sooner who I was going to vote for? And last night <clears throat> and the night before, I listened to a uh, podcast put on by my church. I was out of town in North Carolina. And this popped out to me. The fear of man is a snare, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this was a moral failing of mine because I was afraid. I was afraid we would lose subscribers if I told you the truth. It's true. I'm sorry. But these fears were unfounded because when I sent out my email, about 95% of the replies I got back were with me. And we got very few unsubscribes. The other thing I worried about is loss of respect from legislators that I respect. I mean, there's some really big freedom fighters out there. And there's this whole thought of you got to vote Republican no matter what, even if somebody lies to you about what they're going to do. And even if they go put the car in reverse, you've you got to just go do it. If that loses me respect, it loses me respect. And you know, when I'm 60 or 70, I might want to run for office. That's a long way off. And I worry about people like Scott Golden and his uh, group of people that disqualify conservatives from running for office for really very arbitrary and apparently it's a, it, it's a moving goalpost. If you don't walk in lockstep, these conservative, these Republican groups trying to censor speech, people that just are just basically saying these Republicans do not vote the party platform. They say one thing, they do another. I just told you all the promises Billy made. He made 10. You make your decision. So another reason that I delayed on telling you this, you know how sometimes <clears throat> something isn't real until you're about to make the decision? And I kept thinking, i got to go in a room and fill out an oval for this man who shuttered so many small businesses, who, who harmed our children with his lack of courage. And just, I mean, not even lack of courage. You make a promise, you just do it couldn't do it. So and there's also the experts conundrum I had. I have ran political campaigns at a high level, and I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to put together a candidate training and a coaching program to try to get some more conservatives in the legislature. And so when I look at candidates, I overthink it because I'm like, well, can they win? Well, sometimes it's not about if they can win. It's about whether or not it's the right thing to do. Kevin's checking in from Hendersonville, or Lisa's checking in from Hendersonville. Uh, we got Kevin in Fayette County. So here are some of the arguments that I have received, some pushback. And I'm going to tell you who I'm going to vote for. They say, well, vote for an independent's the same as a vote for a Democrat. I disagree. And here's why. If Republicans know that no matter how much they lie, on the campaign trail that you will ultimately vote for them in the general no matter what. What is to keep them from being a Democrat themselves? Nothing. If they are not fearful that enough dissatisfied Republicans won't peel off and vote for an independent and they might lose to a Democrat, there's no incentive for them to actually be conservative. And that's why I think it is perfectly acceptable and healthy to establish a pattern of conservatives voting for independents when Republicans act like Democrats. 
I do. I know it. I know when, when politicians are afraid they'll lose, they change their behavior. Billy has no fear that he's going to lose because there are so many people that have been brainwashed to fill in that oval. And like one of our subscribers said, a lot of these R's are just D's in drag. And I think that's what Billy is. Another argument that I received from somebody that I respect a lot, I'm not going to mention her name, is that it will hurt down-ballot turnout. And it might. But I can't violate my conscience because it might take a vote or two from a state rep that's a Republican, that even if they're conservative, I can't do it. Cannot do it. I mean, I feel like it, I'm, I'm doing something morally wrong to vote for the man. Now, and people say, well, what if we get a Democrat? I'll be honest with you. I'm going to say something very controversial here. If we had a Democrat in the governor's office, would they screw a bunch of stuff up through the state agencies? Yeah. Would they try to push uh, liberal ideologies in schools and, and bring more legal immigrants to Tennessee? Yeah, but then guess what the state would, uh, legislature and the supermajority would have to do? They'd have to fight back with legislation, and they've got a veto-proof majority. All we're going to get with what we got up there in leadership right now is the status quo, and the status quo is terrible. So I'm voting for John Gentry, and I'll tell you why. He understands the Constitution, and if our governor had understood the Constitution and if had stood by his promise to defend it during the pandemic, we wouldn't have experienced the hardship both economically, educationally, and psychologically and religiously that we had here in the volunteer state if we had somebody who actually cared about the Constitution. These people make these oaths to defend the Constitution, and they don't give a rip about it. The corporate Constitution, maybe. I swear allegiance to the corporations in Tennessee that fund my PACs and give me the money and that pat me on the back and that give me power and influence. They should just change the pledge to what it really is. So I can't vote for him. And here's the other reason I'm voting for John Gentry. And I talked to him today. The reason I'm voting for him is because I trust my readers. You are not dumb. You research. You dig around. And almost everybody who sent me back, and I got hundreds and hundreds of emails. Yesterday I spent all day doing emails. Very stressful day. All, everybody, I've got hundreds of emails. I felt the same way. I'm so glad you said this. And I got a little bit of negative feedback. My favorite one was, you're not going to beat Bill Lee, asswipe. <laughs> well, that's not, I don't think we will. And that's not the point necessarily. But I got some I got some nasty ones, but they were hardly any. It was mainly like, I feel this way. I'm so glad you said it. I trust you. Well, you know who I trust? I trust my readers. And as they replied to me, what they told me was that, I, you know, I've been looking and I just can't do it after, after the last two years. I just can't do it. I can't either. After all these broken promises, I'm going to vote for John Gentry. And everybody that I got a reply back from was John Gentry. So that's who I'm voting for. I know it won't make everybody happy. I'll be a pariah. It'll cut down on my speaking requests, which is good because I don't like to travel anyway. These Republican groups will probably never ask me again. But here's the thing. If you're a Republican out there, and then I'll move on. Is it about the person or the platform? Is it about the politician or the principles? To me, it's about the principle. And our Republican Party in Tennessee 
has gotten so far afield from the principles of what it is to be a Republican, it's getting to the point in many cases you can't vote for the Republican because they're not conservative at all. And we're the Tennessee conservative. We're not the Tennessee Republican. So that's what I got. Now on the amendments, we're about to get into the news. On the amendments, I am voting no on the governor taking a vacation. No on the governor taking a vacation. If you, if you have to take a vacation, if you get to where you can't serve, let's have another election. I'm voting no on that. I'm voting no on that false slavery narrative, which just is basically like if somebody's convicted of a crime, we can't make them do anything. To me, if you're convicted of a terrible crime or any crime, and you're supposed to make restitution to society, to me, restitution to society is not sitting in a room and being a uh, drain on society. That doesn't, that, that doesn't, that's no, you're not paying any debt to society. You're actually increasing your debt to society. I don't see that, that there's anything wrong with prison work programs. I don't. I've been arrested three times. I have. I've been arrested three times. One day somebody will make a big deal out of it. Did you know? And I've told you all this over and over again. I always try to be upfront and transparent. And I had to pick up trash on the side of the road, I think twice, maybe three times. Hell, I don't remember. Because I was a wild youth when I got arrested it was for shenanigans. Drunk shenanigans. I don't recommend it. And I had to pick up trash. Did it kill me? Was I a slave out there picking up trash on the side of the road? I don't think I was. I think I was just paying my debt to society. So that's how I'm voting. I'm voting for the right to work amendment, I'm voting for the clergy thing, and I'm not voting for the governor taking a vacation or this bull crap, this soft on crime crap that the GOP has gotten all wrapped up in. Let's move on to the stories. All right. And here's what, before we get to the stories, let's do the mailbag. We're going to do the mailbag quickly and we're going to get into stories. All right. This is a good one. Wishing you a great second birthday. Janine, happy birthday. That is sweet. You got this birthday card. Look at this. Thank you, darling, for sending that. We're two years old here at the Tennessee Conservative. Can you believe it? I never thought we'd make it this far. Thank you so much. Got another one? I got another birthday card. Look at this. Happy second birthday. Thank you for the great work you do for Tennesseans. I recently moved back to my home state of Tennessee in Blount County, and I'm so happy I found your site. We need you, Regina. Well, thank you, Regina. That's just a few things that are in the mailbag. I may have missed some. I did grab some things like just quickly out there. Now, let's get into the stories. Now we're back to business as usual. So, do go to the big tech platforms that aren't censoring everything. Gab, Getter, Truth, MeWe, Parlor, Rumble. Subscribe to our newsletter. If you don't subscribe to our newsletter, you're only getting a tenth of our content. A tenth of our content. And, and I would also recommend, guys, that you share... Of all the ones that I do, sometimes I do things, I'm like, it's just run-of-the-mill. This is not a run-of-the-mill uh, 10 Convict 7. If you see this later, you need to share this everywhere because people don't know about uh, Bill Lee's record and promises. He hopes he hopes that everyone will forget. I'm not going to forget. Long memories make for good decisions. All right, let's get right into the story. Corporation that received almost one quarter of a billion in Tennessee taxpayer dollars now appears to be laying off employees. I thought that corporate welfare was a guaranteed slam dunk for our economy. Apparently not. In September 2021, the Tennessee Comptroller State Funding Board approved $65 million in Tennessee taxpayer-funded fast-track grants for Oracle's new Nashville campus. The apparent layoffs come as plans for Nashville East Bank development featured a planned Oracle Riverfront Tech campus. 
Oh, Lord, it's going to be perfect. Americans of Prosperity, State Director Tory Venable. If, if true, layoffs by Oracle are a massive breach of taxpayer trust. It's exactly why clawback provisions are important with any deal the government makes. If a company is not willing to live up to the community development promises, taxpayers should not be stuck with the bill. When Nashville Mayor John Cooper made the announcement on the Oracle project back in April of 2021, he made claims the new campus would bring 8,500 jobs. In the agreement, Oracle promised to create 5,900, closer to 6,000, and new jobs in five years. It is currently unknown whether any layoffs would put the big tech company in violation of the agreements. A current Oracle employee said that he knows of at least 10 Nashville-based companies who have been laying off notices he suspects the number will be higher. The employee stated that the vast majority of people on his team, 12, moved to Nashville from out of town to accept the job with Oracle with expectations they'd be moved to the new East Bank campus once open, but now they have all received layoff notices. In recent academic research, it has been revealed the largest impact of economic incentives, such as those given to Oracle, is basically just to get people a bunch of PAC donations. If we can't have some sort of proof that these corporations are actually in, actually creating economic growth, why are we giving them billions and millions? Accountability in government, Mr. Lee, you promised it. This sounds like recklessness. In Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee's largest contributors by sector include finance, insurance, and real estate, along with general business, health, construction, lawyers and lobbyists, and transportation companies. We're going to give you some updated details on where Bill Lee's money's coming from in our Follow the Money report. Stay tuned. Jason Vaughn has been working for this. It, it, it will be his work. It'll be his swan song, Mr. Vaughn. This is what Lily says. This is how big banks rip off the states. They sure do. Next slide, next story. Now, this is a good story. We usually don't have a whole lot of good stories on here, and it is sad. I wish, now listen, if we did more good stuff, I'd report on it like gangbusters, but we don't get it much. But here's a good one, okay? Murfreesboro City Manager bans organizers of Pride Festival from future use of city property. I'm so glad to hear this. We got one official in the state of Tennessee who grew a pair of you-know-what, which... These drag queens apparently have and will readily show them to children, and that's family-friendly. In a later date, in a later, in a letter rather, dated October 17, 2022, city manager Craig Tyndall has banned the organi organizers of the Borough Pride Festival from further use of city property. The Tennessee Equal Project Foundation hosted the Pro Pride Festival a month earlier in September, and the event was touted as family-friendly. Men in lingerie want to spend time with your children family-friendly. And he said, in part, it has come to my attention that the event your organization hosted on September 17th at a city uh, facility violated city ordinances. The event was promoted uh, by your organization as family-friendly. Friendly, rather. Your permit application also stated your event was an all-ages community festival. Having reviewed video of conduct during the event, I believe these promotional descriptions were misleading, and your application submitted to the city contained material representation, misrepresentation. The event was far from family-friendly and clearly unsuitable for all ages. The event contained conduct and speech of explicitly sexual nature, which is a clear violation of the terms of the permit issued to your organization, and it violates Murfreesboro City Code. More offensively, your event intentionally exposed young people to this conduct in clear violation of Tennessee statute. Let me ask you, where are all these conservative district attorneys? We don't have many. Who's going to start prosecuting this crap in the code? 
We just got a bunch of lay around. Where's the courage? Where's the damn courage in the Republican Party to get out there and freaking fight this? Why does the grassroots, a little ragtag bunch of patriots, have to get out here and make a stink about this stuff while the Republican Party and the rhinos sit on their hands? Get off your butts. The event, which was a misrepresentation, violates city code, precludes you entering into further rental agreements with the Parks and Recreation Department. The above described conduct is inconsistent with the community standards of Murfreesboro. I didn't think we had standards anymore. Apparently, there's one man that thinks we still do. In fact, it is my belief that the conduct was specifically presented to denigrate and diminish those standards. This type of conduct is unacceptable and inconsistent with the use of city property. City Manager Craig Tyndall, thank you. Thank you. So if somebody knows Craig Tyndall, if somebody's from Murfreesboro, forward this to somebody you know in Murfreesboro, and tell tell Craig Tyndall he has the, the, the thanks and the appreciation of the Tennessee conservative. Thank you very much. Somebody's standing up. All right, guys, now listen. Ragtag group, right? A few patriots, just like the Minutemen of old, says Kevin. Sterling says, but at least we can stick it to Bill Lee. <laughs> I'm going to do that with my vote, my little bitty vote, a voice crying out in the wilderness. So we don't have a whole lot of patriots, and we have even fewer news outlets and shows about things in Tennessee to keep people informed so our state does not turn into California. And I'm telling you, the Mill Creek View podcast is one you need to tune into. My friend Steve Abramowitz runs it. He has had recent uh, interviews with NBC News anchor and Hurricane Ian survivor uh, Christine Bellport, Nashville Bluegrass musician Joshua Ulbrich, and A.J. DePriest, lovely lady from the Tennessee Liberty Network. Got good guests on there, people that are moving and shaking in Tennessee so you can actually know, what the, you know what's going on. The only thing that saves the rhinos in this state is the fact that Tennessee has so many low-information voters on state and local issues. That's what... That is the only thing that keeps them in power. We have got to get programs like the Mill Creek View. you got to go subscribe to it. Search Mill Creek View wherever you get your podcast. Give them a review. Do the same thing for the Tennessee Conservative. We've got to get people on our lists. we got to get our content in front of people. If folks just knew what I'm telling you now before they went to the polls, they'd vote differently. Not because of me being persuasive, but because the truth has legs. We have got the truth on our side. We may not have the corporate millions and billions that the rhinos have, but you know what we got? We have the truth. And the truth will set you free, except on Facebook or social media where it'll get you banned. Next story. Sexual assault cases at Tennessee elementary schools not being reported in violation of Title IX law. According to several sources, three separate sexual assault cases that occurred within the Wilson County School District were not reported to the Tennessee Department of Children's Services, even though every teacher and administrator Trader is a mandatory reporter. I'm sure if we did this, and not as government employees, we'd end up with some kind of arrest record. One mother who spoke to the Tennessee conservative told us that her elementary age daughter was propositioned for sex by another child in the same grade in a restroom stall at the end of August. Another good reason why we don't mix sexes in bathrooms. Common sense. My little girl's not going to go be using the bathroom with boys that are 10, 11, 12 years old. Uh-uh. No way. Not a chance. Her daughter was missing for more than a half an hour, and she wasn't notified until four hours after the incident. Once home, her daughter disclosed 
what had happened by writing it down on a piece of paper because she was distressed by the event. The Wilson County mother stated that the incident had still not been reported to DCS almost two weeks later and that it was never reported by anyone in the school, even though every school principal in Wilson uh, County acts as the child abuse coordinator for their school. When WCS director of schools, Jeff Luttrell, was informed about what happened, including being shown the note that her daughter wrote about the incident, he allegedly said that it was under investigation, but sources claim this is false because the case was never investigated by the school, either internally or through reporting to the DCS. Another victim ended up calling DCS and reporting the incident herself on September 17th. Another mother whose child was involved in a complaint was not told of an incident in which her child was allegedly involved until after six months had passed. And here's the issue. If this had happened in a private school, you could get on the phone with the board, you could have a sit-down with the principal and the teacher, and that crap would be fixed immediately. But not in public schools. We don't have a voice. They're not responsive. It's terrible customer service. It is a monopoly that is failing our children miserably. And our rhino establishment keeps these kids in these conditions, both academically, psychologically, and culturally for reasons. I know what they are, but I just can't believe it. But I guess the depravity of man is what it is. Another mother, I mean, the mother was then charged 5000 or $500 to get her child's records from the school that pertained to the complaint. The mother was then charged $500 to get her child's records from the school that pertained to the complaint. I'd like to talk to this lady if she's willing to. She might not want to. It's a very sensitive subject. Next story, election integrity, patriot doxed and castigated in public by Williamson County Election Commissioner. During the Williamson County Election Commission meeting on October 18th, former chair and recently reinstated Commissioner Bob Brown conducted a mock trial, that's very odd, to dispute election integrity concerns raised by Kathleen Harms, who we did recently did an interview in there, working alongside statisticians, IT, and other uh, Experts, Harms discovered that despite good intentions, the current voting system in Tennessee has significant vulnerabilities. Harms tells us that she was unaware of being doxxed and castigated publicly on an unelected bureaucrat with Fox News cameras rolling. She tells us that Brown, a Republican, was clearly irritated by the interview that we did. And I think this gentleman wrote out, contacted us. I think we allowed them to, to write an op-ed. I don't mind giving people two sides of the story and, and letting our readers make their minds up. doesn't bother me. I don't just do one-sided. That's why even if I'm for a candidate, often I will have both candidates on my program just so you can hear from both of them. You make up your own mind. Harms followed up the incident with a letter to the chair, her senator and representative as well as the secretary of state. There's just this, this there's a disdain in government for the governed. There's a huge disdain in Tennessee government for the governed. I think it's always been like that. Hey, guys, support our work if you would, please. You know, one of the um, fundamental principles, and we've been talking about principles a lot today. When I think about conservatism, one of the fundamental principles is to, is to pay your own way, is to not depend on others, is to not take a free ride. We only have about 5%, 4% of people that give to the Tennessee conservative, but we have like tons and tons and tons that consume our, our content, tens of thousands. Sometimes we reach through our social media outlets alone, 15, 20 million people a month. A lot of people taking a free ride on the old Tennessee conservative. You need to go ahead and donate. If for nothing else than to relieve your guilty conscience, that's worth a few dollars. Go to tennesseeconservativenews.com support. With gas prices being so high, I can at least give you a guilt trip if I can't give you a vacation. 
Uh, do mail us. The Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. My wife comes in here, helps me process the checks. i got so much to do. People ask me. I've, I've gotten several emails. I don't see how you do what you do. Especially there's some small business owners that are very generous to our publication. And uh, they say, I, I, I run a business. I have two kids. I don't see how you do it. Well, it is tough. It is tough. We're thinly staffed. We're underfunded. If you if you don't want to say, man, I sure I used to love that Tennessee conservative. It was nice finally having a conservative news alternative that actually covered Tennessee exclusively. Oh, it was nice. Outnumbered 85 to 1. Oh, it was great. Why did it go out of business? Well, I didn't give any money. We run on donations here, people. So do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. And when you do, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. You will get this. You'll also get these bumper sticker. If you get $50 or more, and if you give a $10 donation or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. If you give any amount, you'll get this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. You'll also get this proud Tennessee conservative uh, bumper sticker. And we will send you the current directory of all your state representatives and senators so that you can hold them accountable to the degree that you are able and that they care. All right, guys, we need your support. Don't leave me high and dry here. Do the right thing. Thank you so much. All right. Next story. Sumner County Board votes to keep book featuring BLM propaganda. In nearly a four-hour Sumner County Board meeting held on October 18, 2022, community stakeholders and parents passionately shared their views over a book challenged by a parent for espousing divisive concepts. At the beginning of the school year, Sarah Kearney brought home a copy of a place inside of me that he found in the picture book section of Jack Anderson Elementary School in Sumner County. Hmm. In a Facebook post, Kearney wrote, My six-year-old brought home this book from the school library yesterday. He looked at all the pictures before I got home. I sat down and read it to him and realized what it was. Gabe had no idea that people hate other people just because of the color of their skin because we don't talk about that kind of stuff. I'm going to keep reading here. He's six. We talk about treating everyone with love and kindness. I'm shocked that the Sumner County would allow this book to go home with any elementary student. Let kids be kids. Racism is something that is taught. Maybe if they would stop shoving this stuff in our kids' throat, racism would stop. And I agree with that. When you interact with everybody the same way and you treat everybody the same way and you don't make uh, distinctions or differences based upon skin color or disability and you do that over and over again around your children... They don't ever even ask questions about it because they don't think anything about it because all they think about is, hey, it doesn't matter. A little black girl, little black boy, black man, brown person, yellow person, red person, white person. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. It's when you start like, now listen, honey, you got you know all this stuff. Kids pick up on this stuff. And there's no reason anybody should feel ashamed for their skin color. It's so, it just baffles me. That, that decades ago, we did this to minorities in our country, and now we're doing it again in a different direction, and in, in many cases in all directions. It's not helpful. It does not work, which is evidenced by our current racial climate. If this garbage worked, it'd be, we'd be getting rid of it. Instead, we're, it's going up. 
Joanna Daniels of Save Our Schools, a Hendersonville resident, reminded those in attendance of the um, immaturity of six years old, citing the poor reading rates in Sumner County. I'm sure they're terrible. They're terrible everywhere. Daniels argued that the book did not help with reading but emotions, which is the responsibility of parents to teach. I agree. Jeremy Mansfield of Goodlettsville spoke out about the subliminal messages in the book. Mansfield said, look at the images alone. The story's about the murder of a black girl by black-hooded, jack-booted police that are racist, supported by an overt display of BLM propaganda. There are approximately 10 images of BLM branding in a 30-page book for four- to six-year-olds. Do we really need a book in school? about a Marxist organization that isn't in it for the benefit of the people they tout to represent, but rather their own financial benefit, which has come under scrutiny and has been found to not even handle their own donations properly, but instead to use it to enrich themselves. This is what we need in the schools. And that you wonder why I'm such a proponent of school choice. This is a failed experiment. These aren't just ideas. These are like human beings that are going to come out of these institutions corrupted and unmarketable. That is a lifetime of damage, and the rhinos just keep whistling past the graveyard. Next story. Nation's report card shows Shelby County schools have greatest decline in country. I think they're also the ones that get the largest Per student expenditure. I thought money fixed this stuff. Newly released data places Shelby County schools with some of the biggest drops in math and reading scores across the country, according to the nation's report card. The U.S. Department of Education National Center for Educational Statistics released the results of their National Assessment of Educational Progress, NAEP, on Monday. NAEP is the largest nationally representative and continuous assessment of how students are achieving in public and private schools. Across the nation, administering, rather, administering assessments to 4th and 8th graders, this year's results are the first opportunity for states to compare student progress since the pandemic. They show the worst drop that tests have ever measured in math. Math's important. You want to understand how to do your budget at home? You want to understand how to retire? You want to understand how to, to live responsibly, which we don't teach fiscal math in school? You want to run your business effectively? You want to make money on the projects and the products you sell? Math. I have to drag small business owners kicking and screaming to spreadsheets who have been through 13 years of public education who start a trades business and their math skills are damn near non-existent. Their technical skills for business ownership and management, which should, I mean, basic computer skills as well, ability to read and write properly, and these are products of public education, and they can't get a leg up in their business because the public school system has failed them. I see it daily. I've conducted 2,500 assessments with small business owners that last an hour long, more than a year on the phone, taking deep dives into marketing, sales, operations, etc., learning about these men and women, and I can tell you our public education system and the products of it are abysmal. Across the state, 4th grade reading dropped 7 points, while 8th grade reading dropped 6 points. 4th grade math showed a decline of 3 points. It's like we're already in the bottom of the barrel, now we're bouncing off the bottom. 8th grade math was also the largest drop for Shelby, Shelby County Schools with a 14-point loss. 
compared to their 2019 scores, a 14-point loss. What the hell was it before? You know it was like 30% before. If it takes a 14, is it 14% now? I bet it is. You could go online and research it. This is the largest drop shown for any of their least schools in the country. Fourth grade math scores dropped by 12 points. Shelby County schools are shown the decline in reading with eighth grade scores showing a loss of six points. Let's just keep slow walking this school choice stuff, guys. Just slow walking. Those kids in Shelby County, screw them. Beacon Center releases payoff debt analysis of Tennessee higher education programs. The Beacon Center of Tennessee has released its analysis breaking down the payoff of specific college degrees versus the debt incurred per degree attainment. The report states some programs graduate students with excessive loan debt for a degree that will not provide high earnings. I see this all the time. I'll talk to some young person who's gotten some worthless degree and they've been brainwashed into thinking that they need to go get a graduate degree when they're already saddled with tens of thousands and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Already saddled with all this debt. I think I need to go to graduate school. I'm like, no, honey, you don't. No, 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 let's, let, let me let, let old Uncle BS help you here. That's a bad idea. Here are the 15,000 reasons. Maybe I can save you three or four years of your time and, and putting yourself permanently in debt. These schools are predatory. This leaves graduates stuck in a cycle of having spent years earning degrees that do not make enough money to repay their loans, let alone get ahead in life. Much worse, many of the poor performing programs are kept alive and due part to taxpayer funding. Let's use taxpayer dollars to permanently indebt our children in Tennessee so that bureaucrats and left-leaning institutions can make money. Great work, legislature. Using the information presented in the report, prospective students can now make informed decisions about their financial future. The most recent total show Tennessee taxpayers contribute over $2 billion each year to higher education, including federal funds, tuition, and other public fees. Public higher education costs $4.9 billion in the 2020 to 2021 state budget after adjusting for inflation. The total cost of higher education in this last decade has risen 12.21%. We pay more and more, and our kids get less and less. All right, guys, that's a long show. And I've got, to, I've got something I've got to do immediately after this at 1 o'clock. I've got 11 minutes to get ready for it. Unrelated to the Tennessee conservative, as usual. So that's all I got, guys. Go out there and vote. And for those of you who early voted before I gave you any recommendations, because I had a lot of emails come to me and say, well, it's too late for me. Well, I wish I had known that. And people, I mean, when I make voting recommendations, people listen. Um, and, and I'll tell you why they listen, I think, because they, they feel like I will shoot them straight, regardless of the negative consequences to, to yours truly, which there are. And, you know, one thing is that most of you have the luxury of your political views and decision-making to be largely private. I have the responsibility to make mine public. And that's probably why I slow-walked it, and I shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. So go out and vote. Make a difference. Uh, share this interview and information with other people, especially that Bill Lee's 10 for 10 promises. I mean, people have forgotten that. Like they, they, 
You'll notice Bill Lee did not run on those 10 points this time around, right? Why? If it won, if it won him the election the first time, why wouldn't you run on it again? Because he can't. He can't. So go out there and vote. Get some other people to vote with you. Educate as many people as you can. Drag somebody to the polls. That's about all I got, guys. Um, we're diligently working on that follow the money report. I say we. My staff and a few volunteers are. Uh, but we'll get that thing together for you. So what's going on this weekend? Tonight, Brandon Lewis <clears throat> is going to pick up a beautiful little girl that's my daughter's best friend. So they're going to have a sleepover. We've got to drop off Mama's car at the old mechanic because it's got every flashing light on. The dashboard looks like a Christmas tree, and we have we have dragged our feet on getting down there because our schedule is just so hectic with all of my demands and responsibilities. My wife's very involved in her school. She is the school librarian. She's a very hot, sexy librarian. I would be so distracted. I don't think that I would. I don't know that I'd be able to read a book with her in the room. Um. So she teaches. So library, and she's involved in the school. So our our, our days are they just our weeks seem to go by in a blur. And then Saturday, uh, I've got to get ready. Uh, some things around the house. I got to catch up at work. I'm going into my busy season. Uh, and then we're going to uh, one of my dear friends every year uh, has a Halloween party and they have a like a contest and it's serious, it's deadly serious. Uh, I have won a few years. My family has won a few years. I don't know about this year. I don't I don't think I'm I think I'm kind of mailing it in this year. I'm going to wear it for Halloween. <laughs> and I'm going to close. My dad uh, was kind of like a hippie. He was a redneck hippie. He drove this old van, and it had painted on the side of it Swamp Fox. It's this huge airbrush mural. There's this big fox. It had heart-shaped windows on the back. On the front, it said, if the vans are rocking, don't come knocking. On the back, it said, sea beers do it on the air. You all open it up. It was shag carpet. had a wet bar. had a heart-shaped room in the back with a neon sign. I believe I was conceived in that van. Had to have been. <laughs> And uh, he has this old outfit that I wear about every 15 years to Halloween. And it's it's like a CB club outfit. And it's this little vest. And it's got all these CB patches on it. And on the back it says Swamp Fox, which is my dad's CB handle. And it's got like fringe on it and, and a pair of polyester bell bottoms. I hope I can fit into them. I've not gained much weight. I wear like a 29, 28 waist. Although my belly above it, you know, it expands and contracts, but you know, luckily along the belt line, it stays about the same. So I'm going, um, I'm going to, gonna wear that puppy and go get me an Afro wig, which I'm sure is cultural appropriation. But Daddy, for a short period of time, uh, had one of those Conway Twitty froes, one of those white froes. I, I wonder if the white fro would ever come back. I might get one myself. Uh, <laughs> the perm. Oh, men with perms. That was a great time. Um, so we're going to do that. Sunday we're just going to go to church, and I've just got I've got about 20 of my best friends coming over, uh, men, for my birthday to stay at the house. We're just going to be flopping all over the place next weekend, and we got a lot to do between now and then around uh, Casa de Luis, and so I'm hoping I can get it all done. I have enlisted reinforcements, various service providers, um, and I've been trying to do stuff in the evenings to, to get ready for it. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. 
Write me, tell me what you're doing this weekend. I'd like to know. Post it in the comment section. I scroll through those puppies. All right, guys. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Love you. Mean it. Take care. I'll be here next week. You be here too. Forward this. Share this. Sign up for our newsletter. Give support if you can. Go vote. Be good.